is it possible to be both um, light and happy and at the same time um, in a lot of pain? You mean physical pain or emotional pain? Physical, emotional, but um, I guess in, in the case of them, in my case, emotional. Emotional pain. Yeah. And, and how is it possible to be light and happy and yet be in emotional pain? Yeah. That's the paradox. Uh, we've just gone through our level two in uh, authentic relationships. Yeah? And we talked a great deal about paradoxes. When we can't see paradoxes, we only go to polarities. Like either I can be in pain or I can be happy and blissful. A paradox is when I can be in pain and yet be happy and blissful. Um, as you're traveling through your journey of existence, especially the inner spiritual journey, you will find that you come across these paradoxes quite a bit. So I was talking to Victoria earlier, and we were talking about how there's zones in our lives, that there's a survival zone. Yeah, Very early on, we need to deal with our survival things. And we master, a lot of us just tend to master certain aspect of it. I have figured out how to survive. That's why you're here today, correct? And that in itself is a big victory. But then you start to navigate these other inner realms, other landscapes within you that you haven't yet mastered. And when you're moving from a place where you know and is familiar, but you're moving into a place which is non-familiar, you go through emotional pain. There's a tug of war that goes on within you. Something within you says, what the hell are you doing? Go back to the place that you know really well. You figured out life. You figured out how to survive. You're fine. Look, you exist. Another part of you said, no, I'm being pulled to discover and explore this new landscape that I know nothing of. It's like Mars, right? And that creates an emotional pain within us, a state of ickiness almost. You can't quite locate it to explain it out loud. But you also receive the joy of an adventure. Yeah? So we're talking about how if you, how many of you mountain climbers, rock climbers, hiking, buffs, okay. So when you first begin and you go on a new hike or you climb a different mountain, yeah, it takes a while to master that one. It takes a lot of training and it takes a lot of courage, it takes a lot of grit. It takes walking one step at a time. So you're usually told don't look up. And you're also told, don't look down. Just stay here, one step at a time. And that's what you do for most of your life, most of your existence. You one step at a time, and you've figured out, you've climbed this mountain, you've reached at the peak. Got this one. I have a flag here. And so one side of you says, I have arrived. Another side of you say, let's go explore another mountain. <laughs> so... There is a bittersweetness in it. You don't want, you know the familiarity of the mountain that you've mastered. You know all the paths to it. You know it's insides and outsides, right? You can take your friends there multiple times, no problem. Then you go climb a different one, which might even look easy, but it has different weather. It has a different landscape. It has different shrubbery around it. 
you don't know anything about it. It's exciting and fearful all at the same time. That brings joy, interestingly, right? Would you climb a peak and just stay there and stay happy? Would you be happy if you just sat there on top of the peak? I have arrived. I feel happy here all the time. Being uh, born as a human being means you have to constantly evolve. If you were born as any kind of animal, you would be fine. Dogs are fine being dogs. Do you see? They really don't have a need to evolve. <laughs> I have found my master. They feed me. I know my time of pooing and peeing, and I'm good. Life is good. I'm in joy constantly, right? What's wrong with us human beings? There's something innately wrong with us. Or is something magnificent about us? We can't stay. We can arrive at a place, but we can't stay there in order to be happy. What makes us truly joyous, deeply joyous, is when we are exploring and navigating and finding that edge of pain and pleasure, fear and comfort, one step at a time. Anytime you're in that state, you will find you are happy. Your life has purpose, your life has meaning. If you have arrived any place, and that is also relevant to relationships, by the way. <laughs> you didn't think about that one, did you? If you feel you have arrived at some place in a relationship, you will both be miserable. If there's nothing left to explore. But if you're constantly growing, if you are growing, that means there's new stuff to explore about each other, right? That is the biggest mistakes couples make. They say, all right, we're good, we're married, we have three kids now, things are settled, we've figured each other out. And boom, boredom sets in, unhappiness sets in. Two people who loved each other so much now are at each other's throats. But if you are growing, if you are growing yourself, you are in a way in love with yourself and your own growth, but it might also be painful if the relationship is such which is not growing. So it's that paradox. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. That's where life kind of becomes very tricky and you really have to learn to figure out how life works. Don't try to make life work according to your preference. You were born in this human form. That means the moment you took that incarnation, you also took on the challenge of evolution. And if you're trying to just pin yourself somewhere in one place, you will experience excruciating pain. You will experience sadness. You will experience misery. Relationships are meant to help us on this journey. They're not meant to peg us in one place. So your job is to explore that for yourself and inspire the other to do the same. Give them the freedom, give them the space, give them the encouragement to also do the same in whichever manner they need to grow. They might not grow in the same path as you, but as long as you're both growing and respecting each other's paths and joyously sharing what's happening in your 
adventure land here? What's happening in your adventure land here? I'm, I'm good. I can root for you. Do you need to be held? I can hold you if you are falling. That's all I can do. Oh, I'm falling. Can you hold me, please? As I need some support right now. And if you continue to create that balance and that movement within the relationship, both of you will evolve. And so life will become an adventure and life becomes movement. And as long as there's movement, there's joy. So try not to live stagnant lives. Try to keep challenging yourself on something, if not outside, then within. All of you adventurers, the things that you do on the outside, all the movement that you do on the outside, moving from one place to another, yeah? That is only a representation of what your inside is seeking. Your inside is seeking movement. So if you switch it and you're moving on the inside, there'll be no problem with you staying in one place, in the physical. Does it make sense? Long answer to your short question. <laughs> but it needed it. Yeah, thank yes? You. Thank you. Any other question comes to your mind? Yes. So I'd like to add to what you just said. I've been in a relationship for, for two years, um, dating someone who's very spiritual, to the point where I feel like he's stagnant. He's uh, very content with his life. Uh, could be a bad situation, a good situation. It appears that he's truly happy, or he's choosing to be happy, which I'll, I feel like we all want to get there. But I feel like the frustration for us has been that I'm on this journey of bettering myself, but I also want to be true to myself and, and know that I do like to enjoy trips and you know um, exploring new things. And because he's so content just being just being. Uh, he doesn't seek anything because he's just that. So it's, it has been so uh, frustrating for us to communicate because he, uh, I feel like he would not understand that this is who I am, what makes me happy, or actually try to make that happen. Or even financially, he wouldn't be manifesting everything. He's not, he doesn't look for a job whatsoever. And he, he gets it somehow, but I mean, he's always has always been broke. And I'm like, is this making you happy? Like, what is going on? So I feel like I've lost someone who once was dedicated, and I feel like it's all about balance. What would you think about about this? <laughs> well, I'm big on balance. I'm a Libra, so <laughs> <laughs> I can totally tell that anything is off balance. That's one thing I, um, I make people really aware of in the spiritual world is when we can put on a cover or a mask of being contented and non-movement, but it's actually an escape from something that we need to master. So this is what happens. I see both these realms every single time. So either I see people who are very highly functional in the world, you know, very successful, but they have no idea how to settle into the surrender, right? On the other hand, I see a lot of people who are totally escaping the, the realm of the earth, the realm of actually living here, being with other people and having responsibilities, earthly responsibilities and growing in that. And they 
they escape that with a mask of, I want movement, I want, I'm spiritual, I'm going to just travel all over the world or not do anything, or I'm just fine, I don't need to find a job. I can hold a job down because I, I don't like the corporate. So they, they pin it on a, a devil-faced corporate world. But guess what? This country that you live in would be nothing without a corporate world. You see what I'm saying? We make the other side look devilish. The highly functional ones think the spiritual side is all lala, woo-woo. The other ones think that is all based in corruption and, and greed. But until you don't balance these two, your chakras are not balanced. The first, second, and third chakra are very much about mastering your existence on this earth. Yes, you are a soul having a human experience, but freaking having a human experience. Don't escape the human experience. As a soul, you can't do anything. You can't evolve. You can only evolve when you're connected to the earth. Does it make sense? So if we cannot master the lower three chakras and find that we can root, we can hold steady jobs, we can raise children, we can, you know, be a responsible citizen instead of just escaping or blaming others, that's totally an escape. If I, I've, I've called people out on this. I'm like, okay, you say corporate world is greedy. Why don't you take on a corporate job and change it from the inside? Oh, no, 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 that's, that's not, I don't want to do that. You want to change it? Who's going to change it? It's easier to point fingers, isn't it? The highly functional ones go spiritual. La, 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 la. This is not, this is not real. Yes, it's very real. So the point is, can you balance the upper triangle of chakras with the lower triangle of chakras, the spiritual with the earthly? And that balance comes, the center point is the heart. When you can learn to embrace everything and observe everything from that state of real, real love, not the hallmark love, real love, I, I can love my responsibilities. I can love what I do. I can love serving society. I'm not escaping from it. Versus me just sitting here at my upper chakra. Oh, this is beautiful. I mean, you were there as a soul. Why did you have to take a human form? It's beautiful as a soul. Hang out there. Actually, it's not very beautiful. You can't even tell if it's beautiful. You're just there. <laughs> But when you take this and you ground it, it is magnificent. That's when you feel like a real human being, which is alive, which is vital, you know, that has the ability to both love and hold a responsibility. One without the other is escaping. Yeah. So I would say to that is you will first want to see the reality of things. Is that really contentment or is it escapism and the second thing you want to do is how do you relay how do you relay what you want are you even relaying it in the right way how are you communicating to that and if the communication is not being is not happening in a way that it can be heard by the other person then something needs to be corrected here
right? But in spite of the communication, if nothing is shifting, then there is a disparity. I think he's very immature. And that's why he's you know, getting blaming and not taking any responsibility for his own actions. Um, yeah. So it's it's like the worst like extremist spirituality and, and being not being a man. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, so in this realm, in Kundalini realm, you know, we, are, we very much focus on living the life of enlightened householders. It's way more difficult than taking off, isn't it? It's hard to learn what you learn here and experience what you experience here and then when applied in the real world. One of the assignments we gave our new trainees, which is for 40 days, is like, your words need to be such that they calm down any fire for 40 days, just to be aware of that in the real world. Your words need to be such that they calm down any fire. Forget about creating any sparks. <laughs> that, that's difficult. Hugely difficult when your ego is just kicking at you like, come on, you need to be right. Be right. In order to be right, I need to ignite a fire. <laughs> but my assignment is to douse the fire. <laughs> Dang, how do I do that? That means I need to step back when there is a spark and a lot of air. <laughs> right? I need to take away the spark that's in me right now that could ignite into fire. And then how do I bring the water element so it can calm down the other person's fire? And that water element is like what? You've seen water carving cliffs. Takes time. Lapping and lapping and lapping and lapping. A couple of thousand years. But then it gets carved. That's water. It's consistent patience. Very difficult in the real world. That's spirituality. Everything else is bullshit. All that contentment is bullshit. Sitting, hmm, do that for the first listen. So we've, that's the thing. Two and a half hours, 10% of your day needs to be devoted to your soul. For each person. You're, this is your journey with your soul. Connect into that. The rest of the day is about the earth. Take the soul and apply it into the earth for the rest of the day. Is that doable? Is that asking too much? What is 10% of your day? 10% of 24 hours? Anybody? What's 10% of 24 hours? Two and a half hours. Yeah, two hours, 40 minutes. You said you were back Two. Why is that, I mean, people say, oh my God, I can't take, I have so much going on, I can't take up two and a half hours for myself, I'm selfish, I'll feel guilty about it. Get up early. Get up when nobody needs you. Nobody needs you at four o'clock. You need you at four o'clock. Can you do that? No, that's too difficult. Okay, then continue on. The crap that you live in, it's confused crap. 
it's everything mixed in. Soul is pushing on one side, earth is pulling on the other side. You haven't figured out who to, who should provide what for you. So life feels confused. And 97% of the people are walking in that state. So those few of you who are here, I say to you, I ask you, can you do that? Can you have that level of just a little bit of commitment every day that I'm going to give myself, my soul, just full attention for two and a half hours, two hours, 40 minutes? Start with one. It's okay. Start small. Start with one hour, one hour a day. And watch how your life will change. Everything that you do in the earthly world will be so full of that dignity, you know, so full of grace. Because now you can bring that into action. The goal is not to sit in spirit. The goal is to bring the spirit and act it out in the world. That's a spirit having a human experience. So the decision still lies in your hands. When you become true to that, then you know, then you know what you're seeking. Now I only want that kind of truth. No muddle-headedness around me. I don't want any relationship that's muddle-headed. I want to clear all of that around me. Now your life is living in truth. Realness. No problem. Now you're really doing the work. Now you're truly living. For more inspirational offerings, visit us at sevenchakrayoga.com.